0: You are listening to the Mill Sunday School Podcast.
1: Okay, so I I made some well, I guess it would be kind of shallow to say friends because we just met, but I became acquainted with some people today that I wanted to introduce you to. This is Brittany and Cameron. They're from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And they just moved here. Uh, Cameron was deployed in Bahrain. Do you know where that is? Okay. So I don't. What? Persian Persian Gulf. Gulf. Yes. And so he had, they're at Fort Carson, and he had been here before his deployment, and then Brittany joined him uh, after he returned. And so how many times have you been to the Mill Sunday School? Uh, This is our third time. And had you met anyone prior to today? Two people. Okay, so this is their third time, and they've met two people. (laughs) No, that uh, you weren't supposed to be applauding. You're supposed to be saying, "I'm sorry, I didn't come introduce myself to you. You've been here three times and met two people." Okay, so, I mean, that's me doing the guilt trip, which this table here accepted, because they are kind of overachieving people. So, anyway, you need to meet Brittany and Cameron and uh, make them feel welcome in Colorado Springs and at New Life Church. So, thank you. So, who else met someone met, today? Let me introduce did, my, okay. my
0: family over here. This what? is Chris and Rose Simmons. And they met in Johnson City, Tennessee, while she was in school there. And Chris had gone out there from Karis Bible College to... I don't know how you got to Tennessee, but you met her, and they are now married two years last month. Rose is a caseworker for Goodwill. Chris works for Samsung, and I didn't even talk to him, but I learned that from her. And they're wonderful people, and his family is still in the area here, close, close. I met Jordan as well, who's just about to finish up at Colorado Tech in computer science. And we can, we can do this. We can meet people. We can interact. We can build a relationship. And I'm always looking for something in common, some place that we can connect at some intersection. Notice what Peterson said on page 140. He said, I was slipping as a pastor into the habit of identifying and dealing with my congregation as problems reducing them to problems that I might be able to do something about or at least refer to someone who could help. Now, when you make a connection in this class, don't look at it as some sort of referral or tips club. Well, I, I, can, I can send him over here and I can help him make this connection. Just make a personal connection see what the Lord does from there. On page 215, notice. Now, who was raised in church? Let me see your hand. You grew up around church. Put your hands down. Who was not raised in church? For those of us that have a church perspective or church context, that can be good, that can sometimes be a lid or limiting to us because we get very narrow. I remember serving the church I grew up in. My first ministry job was in the church I was raised in. The church, as Becky described it, grew from 500, 800 to 2,000 members in a very short period of time. About two years after we began serving in this church, it just exploded. We had to plant a new congregation, a church plant. That church is still there today that I was raised in. It's now 60 years old. The church we planted this past year, this past Easter, was 31 years old. So not young congregations by any means, but... I always kind of saw the world of church through my lens of these two congregations, the one I grew up in, the one that we planted. Peterson said, I was never self-consciously a Presbyterian. I'm still not. But something was going on incrementally that formed an identity that vocationally fused Pentecostal, his heritage as a kid, and Presbyterian, his training as a pastor. Later, I learned that there was a name for it, Presbycostal what are you? I had a Baptist experience being born again. I was filled with the Spirit in an Assembly of God church. I began to learn the Word of God and discipleship in the context of an interdenominational congregation that wasn't Baptist or assemblies. It was a full gospel missions outreach, prayer and worship and and, and discipleship. Uh, What is your context now for serving the Lord?
1: I, as As I said, I was raised as a Presbyterian, and then, when I uh, got born again and in an assembly of God Church and then went to oral Roberts university and uh, I wouldn 't ever tell anyone I had been a Presbyterian because i thought well that 's you know they would look down on that or um, i don 't want to admit that i Grew up until I was sixteen in a, as a Presbyterian, and it's just been oh, in the last I don't know five or so years, I've thought I'm really thankful that I was a Presbyterian. I learned the Apostles' Creed before any of my charismatic friends. You know, now before we're, was ever cool or before trendy. Before it was cool to learn it, I knew it, and uh, but I want to encourage you to the the. Um, the churches that you've been a part of, the experiences that you've had. Those are the things that have shaped us, and we build on all of those um, aspects of our life. We don't have to let go of them. We build on them, and uh, it's like my maiden name was Wilson, so I was Becky Wilson, and uh, I I will always be. When I became Becky Grothy, I didn't not be Becky Wilson. I was Becky Wilson who is now Becky Grothy, and added to added that to my life. And um, but I'm always a Wilson. I'll always be a Wilson. I'll always be a Grothy. I'll always be a Presbyterian who became a this who added this to her life. And so I just want to. Um, Release you and encourage you to not feel like you have to let go of um, a heritage or a history in order to embrace uh, maybe some uh, a new thing that God is doing in your life. It can be just a very healthy thing to be uh, the sum total of all of those things now we 're going to close, but I just wanted to encourage you uh, the little thing we did here with meeting people i I love to come to church and and reconnect with people that i haven 't seen for a week you know i haven 't seen them since last Sunday, or maybe they 've been out a couple weeks and it 's a great place to come and and uh, sit together and catch up and be friends and it 's easy you know it 's easy to just kind of slide in with the people that you know and not have to um, branch out at all. But um, I, I want to encourage you to do that, for both for what it will mean in your life, but also for what it will mean in the lives of the people that God is adding to the Mill Sunday School or to the Mill or to New Life or whatever setting you may be in, to um, be willing to open your circle up a little bit to... Invite someone else in. It could just, um, it, it could mean, well, it can mean life and death to people, actually. Um, because there are some, some situations where people will come, and they might come one more time, and then I'll give it one more time. I'll, I'll, can I tell them about John? Sure. I knew you'd let me. What's he going to do? <laughs> so. Um, you
0: do have. Uh, one
1: minute. All right? Or am I over? Go ahead. Okay. So John, so there was a, um, and this has probably been about a year ago. We heard this story. Uh, there was a man named John and he was 82 and he came to new life. His wife died. They had been married 60, I think 62 years. He said, but so John came to new life and he sat over, uh, in the cafe, one Sunday. And he had not been in church for sixty years. He had not been in church for sixty years. And so his wife died. He went to Goodwill to take who where was the Goodwill? Okay. He went to Goodwill to take his wife's clothes and her belongings uh, when he was after she had passed. And at Goodwill Someone said to him because he talked about being lonely, and someone said you ought to go to that uh, that big church with the blue roof because they would probably be friendly to you. They'd probably help you and 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 be nice. So he came that Sunday and sat in the cafe, and um, nobody spoke to him. So he came the next Sunday. And sat in the couches. He
0: never went into the.
1: He didn't ever go in the living room. He never went
0: into service.
1: He just sat in. Because, okay, 62, 60 years since he's been in church. And then coming to new life. So he no, he's said, I'll just sit here. He didn't go into the living room. And then the next Sunday he came again. And he sat over in the next section of couches. Um, Across from the restrooms. Yeah. And no one spoke to him. And he didn't go into the living room. And so once the service started, he just left. And then he came the third Sunday. So three Sundays. So he came the third Sunday, and he sat in the next section of couches right before you go out the door or in the door. And uh, our daughter, Jessica, saw him. And she went over, and she introduced herself. She said, Hi, I'm Jessica. What's your name? And he said, John. And she just started asking him a few questions, and he said told the story about going to his wife dying, hadn't been in church, went to goodwill. Goodwill said, "You ought to go to that big church with the blue roof." I, I heard they're friendly." And so he said, "I haven't talked to anybody yet, but I just thought I would try it one more time." And see so he was making the progression from the cafe to that couch to this couch, and the next one parking is lot. the parking lot. So he said, I thought I'll try it one more time. And he said, I was afraid to go in there, the living room. I was afraid to go in there, but I just thought I'd sit out here and visit. And nobody visited with him. Is that the saddest? Now, it could be 82-year-old John, who's just lost his wife of 60 years, or it could be 18-year-old Caleb, who's coming in, and he's going to try it one more time, and he's going to try it one more time. And if nobody talks to me this time, then never mind. So, I want to encourage you, watch for that. Watch for people that are alone, and make a friend, and be a friend. So, I'm kind of challenging you with that. That little, you should have seen the smiles on your faces while you were all, nobody was like in agony, (laughs) when you were meeting new people. You might have been, but you didn't look like it. So I want to encourage you, do that. Keep infusing this congregation right here with love and care. And I'm sorry we went over. We sure love you.
0: Peterson is, is a theologian, very astute, very serious, very dedicated. But he always knows how to not take himself too seriously. And one of his favorite reading biographies and theologians was uh, Alexander White. And a young pastor asked White years and years ago for some very sound advice about pastoral ministry, about how to really be effective in ministry, and White said this, Relieve yourself as often as possible and take a long vacation. So keep that in mind. Lord, we just bless this time together, we thank you for encouraging us to be pastoral, to be loving, to let the love of God flow through us. Help us to love people and touch people with your your love, your kindness, your touch and compassion. And may it be, Lord, a lifestyle for all of us that we open ourselves up to people and to your love toward them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mills Sunday School Podcast. You can find more information at www.themillonline.org.